Hey guys, welcome back to the Well Said Podcast. My name is Andre and I'm back with my wife, Leah, to talk about what it means to follow Jesus in a post-Christian culture. And uh, we've officially hit summer around here and it's yeah, feeling yesterday good. Yesterday was the first day of summer as our daughter kept reminding everybody and also the longest day of the year. I don't know how she knows these She's facts. She's in this facts mode. <laughs> like facts and all the adults were like is it really and i was like well my daughter says so so i think she's right it is it's the longest day of the year i got home and i checked on the calendar and it says summer begins on june 20th and she was right yeah so it's fun to to dive into a slightly lower paced season and and talk and where did you get enjoy. that information that it's gonna be slower paced summer well, is busy no it's it's less busy on the ministry side in oh, a sense like yeah school and all that stuff i love having gracie home and not like rushing off to get her to school i just it's so nice to enjoy the kids and put out the sprinkler and i think it's i, I think that as you get older one of the things that i'm learning is that you have to purposefully shift gears a little bit in the summertime because you're always go 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 yeah and summer comes especially in this state where literally 50 percent <laughs> of the year is rainy and cold rain and so you have to actually downshift and purposefully slow down and soak in that season of sort of like a rest yeah so it's good we're learning we're learning to do that as we're growing up into this adult thing eventually i want to be a person a mom who has like the summer planned out before the beginning of spring so that it's all not like a screaming sweaty eyeballs let's let's do fun things before it's over because that's how i feel every year but eventually i'll get better at planning in advance so that we have these amazing summers because we only get a few summers with the kids before they're grown up yeah yeah so speaking of uh relaxing and enjoying and hard work um we wanted to take some time today and talk about um, how to get rich fast how to get rich quick <laughs> three e- three easy three steps easy steps buy our book listen to our webinar <laughs> to make fast money and rest while you're doing it on the beach yeah um no this this idea in our generation that is very prevalent and i think it's kind of evolved maybe um maybe 10 years ago the the idea that was consuming everybody in the younger all the young folks Mm -hmm. especially like you know 18 to 22 was um to go viral and to get famous yeah you know like i want to have more followers and likes and statuses and like i want fame i want to be seen and I feel like in the last couple of years, things have shifted to, I want to get rich quick. Well, it might have been that same generation who realized fame isn't isn't it. It's more the money. Yeah, but I think it's it's slightly different, too. I think the, the people who are 18 right now, mm-hmm. six years ago, they were like, you know, they were 12. Right. So they weren't quite there yet. But... Um, this idea in our time, you know, especially with the rise of cryptocurrency and make, uh, tr- you know, stock trading and purchasing and selling cryptocurrency, investing 
becomes so easy with the click of a button. I think mm-hmm. that's the other piece. It's become a lot more accessible, but also with the crazy markets in the last year going up and down. And you see stuff like, you know, some of these cryptocurrencies going from pennies to like multiplying by hundreds. And so people are like literally getting rich, you know, over Overnight. a matter of days yeah. or weeks. Um, and that is very enticing. Right. And I think that um, for young people in our younger generation, the, 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 comp- the piece that's connected to that is that our generation has a very low work ethic um, or th- this generation because in many ways we've grown up very, um, very uh, well taken care of and our parents are the baby boomers and they're the ones that brought us, uh, many of us, you know, f- folks in our community who are like immigrants, first generation, second generation, um, our parents came over, built a life yeah out from of nothing scratch, just completely worked, from nothing worked their butts off and um basically in in that whole process uh, many many of us did not develop a deep work ethic and i feel like in our generation so when i'm when i'm speaking us there's still a distinction like i feel like there's our sections friends, in the millennial yeah, generation like, there's many sections. are we millennials we are millennials yep we're like the later millennials i'm in 1990 you're 93 i think millennials end at like 2000 do they i think gen z starts 2001 i believe i might be totally wrong gotta google it millennial generation what does google say millennial generation um but you know that's beside the point the point is yeah, so researchers say that 1980s is the starting and 1990s to early 2000s as ending. Yeah, so millennial, like our generation, our friends, maybe in our, our world, people who are 27, 28, 29, 30, 31 are, are of a slightly different mindset, I think, where there's a lot of our friends are working really hard trying to get, you know, buy houses and build businesses and whatever yeah but the the generation that's grown up on technology so yeah. we still didn't quite grow up on technology the many the, of us got our first phones when we the were young 18. adults and college students of right now 18 to 22 and then everyone behind them yeah. 16 17 15 year olds um, depending on what your tech habits were in the home has grown up with a very different mindset has grown up very much taken care of and um there was not an intentional parenting and discipleship in the area of work and in the area of money. Two very important yeah. things, specifically for guys. Yeah. Work and money. How you handle work and how you handle money. Mm-hmm. Um, huge aspects of your character, huge priorities in places, scripture like the book of Proverbs and yeah. stuff like that. And so there's this because because of all those factors playing in and because technology seems makes everything look like it's accessible to you oh look this dude got rich well think about the thousands that didn't you know but that didn't that's not what it shows you it shows you the the three that did right or the three that went viral and so you have this idea that it's so close it's so attainable it's so easy why do i have to go work really hard and sweat and get my hourly wage little by little when I can potentially strike it rich just like that. Right. I think it's this lie that is being fed with a fire hydrant at the young people that 
you could be. This could be you. Look at how easy yeah. all you do is post it's on your newsfeed. And you take vlogs of yourself and you just hashtag everything up and do the right algorithm. And this could be you. You could be making, you can be cashing in. There's this like shiny idea that so many are falling into. And they believe this and they think that the hard work of the five to nine or nine to five job that their immigrant parents have lived and the sweat that they've put into building this life for them they don't want that that is so unattractive to them they saw their parents suffering they saw their parents just exhausted every day their dad coming home exhausted because this is his life they want nothing to do with that because Mm -hmm. there's this alert and it's it's so deceptive but it's so crazy how many young people are buying into it and it's poisoning their minds. Yeah. And, you know, it goes back to your view of reality. You know, again, you have to, when you go back to um, more and more, like this has been like a theme for me. Perhaps I've been saying it over and over, uh, over the last couple of years. Like I'm discovering the power of understanding the first three chapters of the book of Genesis. Like the first three chapters of the Bible are like the key to so many aspects of your life. Yeah. So many pieces of us that feel confusing and broken. When we carefully look at the detailed picture of God's design of life in those chapters and how it went wrong, Mm -hmm. it's so much more helpful to see what is it that God wants to restore us back into. Yeah. You know, in Jesus, God restores us into his original design. And even beyond that, new creation is superior to the original creation. But um, the design of humanity is for hard work. And there is glory. There is beauty. There is, there is, there is an, a way that we image God. We are image bearers, which is this royal title we are yeah. given as human beings and as human beings both male and female th- what does it mean to have a, the image of god he says male and female he says be fruitful multiply so that's like family and babies mm-hmm. and relationships mm-hmm. and then he says have dominion over the world mm-hmm. and you know work the gar- work the ground mm-hmm. um, exercise dominion over the world and work the garden and th- that that strength and that labor is the shining glory of God in your humanity. Right. And then you look at the book of Proverbs and you look at all of the ways that the sluggard, the, the, that, that term is mm-hmm. used. The sluggard, the sluggard, the sluggard is like, it's not just a lazy person. The sluggard is a person who's on his way to death, to eternal death. And the sluggard is dangerous because he does not understand the glory of his calling to work right you know what he was created for he is going against the design god has built into us as image bearers and i think people often think that they're above that because that seems boring or whatever like non-exciting and actually we were created for these reasons and when we glory in it when we are faithful in these things we will be most satisfied because God put that into us to be doing these things. And so the sluggard in Proverbs is not, and it shows the destruction and it shows the the death that comes with that. But yeah. but we have to recognize that in every generation and and see how much that impacts how we see the first creation 
design and how it goes wrong. And it's interesting because for me personally, I'm trying to think back, when did I discover like the joy of work, you know, and it happened as I dove deeper into scripture. You know, I remember going to work on tile with my dad. I think that taught me work ethic, like just work hard. Like that's how you get some money. Um, But I hated working tile. Like I hated it. But it's funny because my first job was at age 15 and I worked in construction. Mm -hmm. I spent a whole summer outside doing siding. And that was... That was like a mixed mixed experience of certain things I hated. I was I was 15 years old, but certain things that I was like, this is pretty cool. Like I'm doing something, and here's the progress. This entire wall is now mm-hmm. different, and here's my paycheck. You know, like there's a feeling there of gratification for for your hard work. You know. Yeah. So I think that <clears throat> before you can talk about money, because money is very much interconnected to this, but before you can talk about money, you have to. Before you can confront the lies, um, you have to confront the, the, first of all, the lie. Because why do we want easy money? We want easy money because we think that our joy and our satisfaction happens when we are living in affluence. When we live and we have everything we want and we have it easily and um, we derive joy by being consumers, right? So I have a lot of money. I can buy stuff. I can enjoy. I can live the life. I can have the phone I want, the car I want. Take as many vacations as I want. Right. That is the promise of the individualistic culture around us that you will feel successful and you will feel satisfied when you reach this top moment of um, you have this mu- so much money and then you can enjoy your life. That's a lie. Our joy, our fulfillment happens through our calling to be human beings which means to work hard and when we work hard uh, and we do it with a heart that is serving God you know uh, Paul talks about it in the epistles he constantly talks about like um, your calling as you know servants who work unto the Lord Um, all of your labor is should be as if it is to God anyways that's where you get satisfaction if you discover meaningful work and you see that in secular writers, you know, people who are not even Christians who are talking about the fact that your satisfaction is not going to come when you're just getting all the stuff you want. That's going to make you more miserable. Yeah. Um, the most miserable people are the people who win the lottery, mm-hmm. you know. People have all this money, don't know what to do with it, buy all this junk and end up depressed and, you know, mentally ill. Mm-hmm. So, like, you have to confront, like, what do I... What is true satisfaction for me? What mm-hmm. is the good life I run after? And obviously that good life has to include serving Jesus, knowing Jesus. But in, in the flesh and blood, it is also incarnated in loving your hard work. If yeah. you're a mom, loving your hard work of being a mom, a mm-hmm. wife, building a house, uh, a, a man, a young man. If you're a single person, going to work, being productive, serving with your strength and energy to people around you. When you learn to live that kind of lifestyle and give and give and give and love, you will feel deeper sense of satisfaction and joy, even if you don't have your full financial goals attained, right? So I think connected to that is just the dream of easy money. And, And I think that Proverbs, you know, again, just a quick... First, I think it just speaks so directly to this. Proverbs twenty-eight nineteen: The one who works his land will have plenty of food, but whoever chases fantasies will have 
his fill of poverty. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just like, boom. Like, if you work hard, you work your land, you will be, you will have plenty. Yeah. But you, you chase fantasies. That's that's our temptation to be chasing fantasies. Right. To be living life. in our head. What can I make it big? What if? What if? What if? Yeah. What if I have this? What if I have this? Sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. And it's so funny because back in the day there were sluggards and today there are sluggards and they Always. look very different. But the Bible knows this is the temptation of human nature and you there will be people who fall into this and it is it's like wisdom crying out on the streets warning against this, showing examples of the sluggard, what go what's the end result of a sluggard. And I think it's so profound that if we don't take heed to these warnings we can so easily fall into these ditches and these traps. And I think going, like like you were saying about finding satisfaction in work, and I think that's almost like, a, you know, coming from immigrant families, we don't have, we didn't really get a lot of the find satisfaction in your work. It was more like just keep your head down and work hard because mm-hmm. there are mouths to feed. Like our fathers, they built entire lives from scratch fed all these kids and now these kids are grown and they they can be successful because of what our fathers did but it wasn't that the fathers were like we must find satisfaction in hard work right they were just like um we have to survive and i'm going to work really hard and i think that's even before finding satisfaction because a lot of people are like well if you don't love what you do you shouldn't be doing it you got to be loving what you do chase the dream and that's also a lie like there is glory in doing something that you may find boring, but it yeah. brings home a paycheck. You yeah. might find it very dissatisfying, but it pays for food on the table. Um, that is a biblical concept. Like, yeah. you know, providing for yourself and doing what it takes to um, work really hard and provide for yeah. your family, for yourself, for whoever. Yeah, yeah. You have to be able to just work and get money like that is good god looks at that and says well done like you're you're multiplying you're putting your energy you're putting your effort and you're multiplying what you have you know i think that if there's a young girl or a young guy in their teenage years and they're 16 17 18 and they haven't had a job yet that makes me question again there's like college and maybe some parents want their kids to focus on education because it's so rigorous and there is some program that they really just consumes all their time but if it's just a basic high schooler just going to school mm-hmm. you have a lot of time and energy you should get a job and my parents always taught us that like get a job get a job yeah pay for your first car you know be able to drive yourself around get your own things pay for insurance that's just normative and if you don't you know if there's a young girl who's like looking around for the young guys and saying what what is good what should i look for and if there's a man who is wasting his time and does never had a job never knew what it is to stay away (laughs) you know clock in on a schedule and just bring home a paycheck and be able to pay for himself that's very concerning and i see more and more of that where people just don't want to work yeah they're just like oh well i'm not gonna go to dairy queen like there's this pride which in our generation is like whatever place will take me i'm gonna go work there I'll go work at Dairy Queen. I'm 16. What? Why not? Like, it's good experience. I'll get customer service experience. Like, I think it's a very healthy thing when a person, a girl or a guy who's young, isn't too prideful to work at a job so humble as a fast food chain because it brings them a paycheck. And then maybe they can leave and get a better job. But someone who isn't, 
who is just willing to work really hard. Mm-hmm. That's a quality that is so important and is godly and it's good to work really hard. There's a beauty in duty. Yeah. Like the sense of like, well, I don't care if I'm not feeling it. Like I got a responsibility here. I got to fill this task, fill, fill this role. I got to be here. I said I would. I signed up for this. That's what I got to do. Like if you can't discover that, you're not going to have because our generation is you know our younger generation is so introspective like how does this feel we're all about the vibes how does this feel how do i feel about this what am i getting out of this right now but like the there's a key thing to discover like there is a beauty in duty like oh i i don't care i feel like i gotta show up i gotta work hard like this is my job right now i have this responsibility like when you're a dad when you're a mom and you're getting up in the middle of the night and you're groggy and your head hurts and you've got screaming kids like it does not matter how you feel like yeah, there's you won't a duty. sleep all night and then 6 a.m you got to go to work it's it, it, it only gets harder yeah you <laughs> so look if at you can't figure it out early on it's gonna be hot, hard for you right right i think that that's you know it's one of the reasons i love military stories and like war stories and stuff it's like you look at like these 18 19 year old guys who literally you know would have to that that movie 1917 it's just like a beautiful picture of duty it's like you got two guys who received an order that they have to deliver a message and they are going to they're going to go through hell yeah uh they're going to keep going they're going to keep moving you know no matter what to get that message delivered because that is their duty you have to do this yeah if you can develop that characteristic especially for men like you have a duty first of all you have a duty before you have feels you have a duty to be a man, to be a human being who serves and works hard. And that is beautiful. That is, you will learn deep satisfaction, you know, if you yeah. can develop that. And also, like, if you're a girl, a lot of girls fall into this trap of like, well, I'm 16, I'm going to school and doing my homework, but I'm going to get married. So like, I don't need What's to. What's the point? It's like, well, guess what? Motherhood is really hard. hard. Homemaking is really hard. So if you think you're off the hook because you're a girl, absolutely not. It's actually really good for your character building to get a job and to be faithful in it and to do it well. Yeah. To make your own money. It's really important for girls as well. Well, and this connects to money, I think, in the sense that um, there is no such thing as easy money. Like, that's just a lie. Like, you may accidentally strike it rich for a short moment on bitcoin or dogecoin or whatever you're doing right but that's not going to actually set you up for your life like that that say you made that fifty thousand dollars or whatever like okay but you still have an entire life to live and that isn't going to provide for your whole life yeah and that mindset that you got that money easily that mindset more than anything it's probably going to make it harder for you to live the rest of your life and it's going to make it so that you lose whatever you make yeah very quickly the rest of your life means hard work you know um again proverbs 28 22 a greedy one is in a hurry for wealth he does not know that poverty will come to him so it's like the greed that makes you want to work fast and and get a quick money quick paycheck um versus the faithful person will have many blessings but the one in a hurry to get rich will not go unpunished yeah you know so like there's this concept that um you you should connect it to the hard work you should have the idea of multiplying your wealth you need to think ahead some people 
you know, there's another side to it, right? Some people just get a job, especially younger guys, especially younger guys, get a young, get a job that's like minimum wage. It's a dead end job and it's paying the paychecks and they clock in and clock out and they have no concept of the future. Yeah. And that is wrong. That is that's anti lazy. what God has. That is laziness. Yeah. God has called you to multiply your wealth. God has called you to multiply, sp- expand the garden. That's what Adam was called well, to like do. Well, it's like that proverb, you know, in, in Matthew where he, he says the, the owner gave a coin to each worker and some went to the market and they multiplied it and the owner was praising them. But the one who was like, whatever, my owner is a harsh owner. I'm going to bury it in the ground. Right. And then he just returned with the say what he had. The Bible speaks against that mentality. It says, no, you must multiply. You must bring a profit from what right. God has given you. And that process of multiplying your wealth, it's not a flip of a switch easy process. That's the lie. The lie is that I can get this money and I can multiply my money quick. That's a lie. Even people who get famous quick and make some money, then they have to figure out how do I they how, how do they ca- how do I keep making money. You know, like that's the question. The question isn't how can I make a quick buck? The question of your life is how do I keep making money in a healthy, productive way that's going to be gradually over the years growing for my own life, for my family and for my community that I can be a person who is giving and a source of blessing rather than a person who is greedy and trying to gain quickly, you know, and that is a very important mindset to have, especially for men. What is your financial future? What is your career future? Where are you going with your money? Mm-hmm. How are you investing your money right now? What are you buying? Are you just buying a bunch of toys? Are yeah. you getting into the habit of just buying junk? Spending all your money on food or movies or technology? Well, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, are you just wasting your money? Mm-hmm. Or are you thinking strategically like, okay... Sure, I can, you know, I gotta, I gotta enjoy and have fun, but also I need to think about my future. I need to think about every buck I earn. Where am mm-hmm. I putting it? And what's, what's the future of my money? What's the future of my work? How am I, how am I working hard now and pursuing a, a lifestyle that I, that I can work better and more productively in the future? Like yeah. guys need to think about that, especially. Yeah. Um, and guys who don't want to think about that, either by trying to get rich quick, or by just working a dead-end job without having any future concept. Those guys are, first of all, girls, stay away from those guys. Yeah. They're losers. You don't want to marry someone. Like um, they're going to be a constant, you know, he's it's, it's gonna he's going to be the husband who is going to work his money, buy his toys, and live in rent, you know, all his life. Like, that's not what you want to marry, you know. Yeah. Um, men are called to expand their, 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 their wealth. Um, and there's good in that. But and, and again, the other extreme of that is getting all obsessed about investing, about making more, making more, making more money, building your business, because that's the other extreme we do see right now. Right. I'm going to get wealthy. That means I'm just going to grind. I'm going to work so hard. I'm not going to have time for anything. I'm not going to have time for relationships, for church, for ministry. Again, why, why are you burning yourself out? Why are you burning everything in your life except growing your business? Why? Greed. Yeah. You're trying to be greedy. You're trying to right. get that money faster than you should. Yeah. You know, like there's a process in life. There's a process. And in that process of you growing your business or growing your career, that process does not include you burning down your relationships, your church connections, your community serving connections. Like there's a healthy way to grow. Yeah. 
Yeah. And there's a very unhealthy, obsessive, greedy way to grow. Right. And ultimately, the Bible speaks so much about wealth and about how your gold and silver, I just read in Ezekiel this morning, how it said, your gold and silver will not save you. At the end, this idol you worship, this money that you think this will save me, this will provide for me, this will set me up for a future. This idol, like in Ezekiel, I mean, it's referring to Israel and everything, but it says like, God says, I will destroy you and I will lay out the corpses before your idols and your idols will be destroyed so that the people see I am Yahweh, your God, the ultimate one who can save. Whatever we put our trust in, like God will, he is in the business of destroying our idols. So at whichever point, either you may make it rich and you're going to be really rich and your life will be destroyed because you put your trust in this money idol or you're going to lose everything and you're going to be bankrupt and your family will suffer. Like you cannot put your trust in money. And if that's what your heart's desire is to get rich or to pursue this financial stability and this financial freedom in an incorrect way, God will not allow you to worship this idol yeah. and, and find satisfaction. There will be death at the end of it. So I think that that's an important distinction. And I think so much of the time we see people pursuing money and then they do get success and how it eats away at them at their soul at their family life at their church relationships where it's this poison that they taste and then it seeps into their life and destroys them and i think that that's a very important thing to watch in your own heart especially in this world where people are making it big people are being successful they're finding ways to make really good money for you know a small amount of effort and another thing I did want to mention, I think a lot of, we do see this very often where, you know, young men are working really hard. They have businesses or they are investing their energy. They're providing for themselves or for their family. And then they, and then they take what they're making and investing some of it. And that's not wrong. That mm -hmm. is multiplying your wealth. That is being strategic. We're not saying don't ever buy Bitcoin or whatever. Like that's not, that's not wrong. I think it's great to look at investment opportunities but at the same time, be aware that can I afford to lose this money? Anytime I put it into something, calculate, um, make sure your family's on board with it. Don't go behind your wife or your husband's back while you're putting your money somewhere. Like just be like prayerful about it, wise about it. Yeah. And don't do something because everyone else is going to make a big, so I better jump on this train. Like it's, it takes so much whenever, wisdom. Whenever there's haste and hurry, and anxiety involved with putting your money somewhere that's a big red flag you know mm -hmm. if you're if you're doing something out of haste oh no oh no this stock is going up i gotta i gotta cash in i gotta pull all my cash and throw it in there right now that's a big red flag like you're it's not healthy like you have to understand whatever i'm investing it's gonna take time i should not expect quick easy buck like that's just not how life works and if i do make a quick and easy buck i by accident or or through something I have to expect, oh, this is a nice bonus, but this isn't how life is going to work. Right. I'm still going to have to work really hard every day. I the think rest of my life yeah. is going to be more ordinary. And and that's what you have to... The thing is, it's very hard not to be enticed by the God of money. Like, that's what yeah. Jesus said. Like, you cannot serve God in money. Like, God... Or Jesus specifically targeted that idol. Like, yeah. when you have 
money in your bank account, it's like, ah, like I can relax. Like, Why do I need God? I don't, I'm not desperate. It's very easy. It's very subtle. It's very easy to be like, oh, well, I can start allowing myself to buy this. Never mm-hmm. bought that before. Oh, that's nice. So you got, you mm-hmm. walk in, you, 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 you get on Amazon with a different mindset. You mm-hmm. get it. You walk into the store with a different mindset. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I can have that if I want it. Like, um, there's a there's an ease and a peace that sinks into your heart which is very toxic because you start to trust the peace that money gives rather mm-hmm. than the security that god offers through all seasons and you stop being on guard and the sin just creeps in and you're like oh i'm fine i have this it's just the bible is so full of warning that should tell us a lot the bible knows we in our human nature are very susceptible to wander into this so we must be watchful even if we're someone who's like i don't really care about money i'm not i'm not someone who pursues wealth like i'm just living my life like we're all prone to fall into this yeah well and we should all we should we should all be thinking about money like god has given you things and resources and wealth you need to take that seriously and you take it seriously by applying it in in a healthy balanced way to grow (coughs) to invest to work hard to expect that it takes time but also to want to be a person who's fruitful in giving. And it's not, and that's the other side of it. Like when you give more than you can afford, sort of, like when you take care of people, you help them out, you give, you become a giving person, not in a foolish way, of course, don't just give away all your money for no, like just obviously there's a measure here, but when you become a person who is giving in an uncomfortable way, sort of, you see how God brings the return. Like God takes care of you. You know, like we can't always calculate our wealth based on strict numbers uh, because then you're still trusting in your numbers. Like when God calls us to be giving and serving and a blessing to others, like I, I, we have, we should have that goal in our hearts. Like I want to be a type of person who is a blessing to others. Sometimes that's going to cost me a little more. It's okay. Like God takes care of me. Like, it's not like I'm going to be hungry on the street. Most of the time it's just a little stinginess, a few extra bucks here or there paying for a friend or you know, donating or giving or whatever. So I think that that's that mindset again in Proverbs in those verses that I read. The person who is a, a blessing versus the person who is greedy. You know, so there's a yeah. lot of heart attitudes that play into and this. Ultimately, whole thing. you're still, you know, if you're a person who God does bless with wealth, you are ultimately still putting your trust in the Lord because you're like, Lord, you gave me this money. This is your money. So if there's a need, I will give it. When you call me to give, I will give because I know ultimately you can take it away tomorrow or you can give me more tomorrow. Ultimately, all blessing, financial blessing comes from him. And when you have that mindset, like you see so many people who are just generous and God has blessed them financially and they are giving away their money. They are meeting all the needs of their church because they just have this wealth that they are not hanging on to with white knuckles. And it's such a beautiful concept that if we live our life that way, God blesses that. He sees that giving heart, that generosity, and there's blessing in it. And I think in general, if we set up our lives so that when we do pursue financial success, it's not so that I will be comfortable, but Lord, so that I may serve your church better, so that I may serve my fellow saints better, so that I may bless them. Yeah. If that's your mindset, it's still for the kingdom, not for yourself, for your own selfish yeah. comfort. There is beauty in that and goodness. Yeah, because the ministry of the kingdom requires money. Yeah. You know, churches got to be built. Ministries got to be funded. Books got to be printed. Missionaries got to be sent out. That's all money. And and for a person to be like, man, I 
desire like i don't have a calling to be a preacher or whatever but i desire to be a blessing and i I have these business skills and i really love doing my business and i want to be a blessing in this way like that's a beautiful kingdom calling that it's not just the preachers and the missionaries it's it's the business people who love god's kingdom and who want to use their businesses to advance god's kingdom who want to be a blessing who want to be wealthy for the good of the poor and the needy um that's beautiful too you know yeah and it's also just i thought had a thought just this concept of you know i'm sure that if you sit down with the richest people who made a big whatever even the instagram famous stars who are millionaires because of some videos they made at the end of the day they will probably say i still have to work really hard and do the things that i do every day to maintain this wealth Mm -hmm. i'm not just gonna sit back and chill i mean some of them maybe if they're like billionaires whatever but if you make it big and god blesses you with something even if it's an investment that you poured your money into and god just gives you a big return there's blessing in that but at the end of the day you're still gonna have to every day work hard to provide for your family and i think if that's your mindset that's great that's healthy that's practical like pouring your money in so that there's a return maybe a savings account for your family or whatever it is but if you're still willing to be a hard worker every day and still put in the hours and still you know just put your sweat into it expect not to work expect not to, to make work it big and then relax, relax I'll, and then yeah. i'll have a retirement i'll retire at 30 and chill that's not that's not a that's biblical a concept yeah. it's a recipe for disaster for your life yeah so. so yeah that opens up a whole can of worms i hope that that makes us kind of uh, think a little bit more about how we're doing with our money what we're doing with our work especially with summer and young folks you better be working you know it's get a, a job make some money work hard and realize that God delights to see human beings working hard and and being productive and that's that's a joy that's a satisfaction so if you have any thoughts or questions feel free to reach out to us um, most of the interaction we do is on Instagram um, but also you can check out well-said.org that's kind of the online home of the podcast and the blog where I post articles occasionally Thank you so much for being with us this week, and we will talk to you again soon.